And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. Now we catch him at the chicken spot. Up a couple chops. Pop that nigga with a hundred shots. What's up, Kansas City? That would be Takashi69. Man, this kid came out with his new song and broke the internet. I know it's not for everyone. It's this new generation and people are mad. (laughs) A lot of people are mad. Meek Mill is mad. If you don't know the background story of Takashi69, man, there's too much to tell. He's, he's just a wild character. I believe it was Angie Martinez who has a podcast on Spotify. I don't think it's on iTunes right now. It's on Spotify. It's the Takashi 69 story from the very beginning. Very well done. If you want to listen to all the wild shit that this guy... And it's interesting enough just to see the new generation and social media and what's going on within hip-hop. Pretty interesting stuff, but... For those that don't know, he just recently got out of jail and a lot of and from snitching on a lot of people, uh, cooperating with the government. A lot of people are mad. Yet somehow, his album or the song that came out has over a hundred million views, and then he had two million people on Instagram just watching him live. So, check out that podcast on Spotify. I wanted to let you guys know, as promised, I spoke to a couple of small businesses. The first one, Mr. Beavis Barbecue. These are going up as videos on my Facebook page. Follow us on Facebook, the KC Social, and also follow us on Instagram, the KC Social, and follow us on YouTube, the KC Social. I got to start promoting more of these other channels. We're mostly primarily found on iTunes and Facebook, it seems, you know. But we need to get all these other things going too. And those can all be found on kcsocial.net. So if you're trying to find our Instagram page, it's on kcsocial.net. If you're trying to find the Facebook page, it's on kcsocial.net. The YouTube page is on there. All of the main social media pages are off of kcsocial.net. Plus, we have our podcast there. I need to start posting the videos. But even if you don't see the videos, you can follow them on YouTube, or on Facebook. Let your friends know we need this podcast to grow. We want to help more businesses in the community. We want to get bigger. Help us out by doing some reviews. Let your friends know. And uh, what else did I want to talk about? I've been a little bummed out at this narrative that it's the right versus the left when it comes to opening up businesses. It isn't a right-wing thing. It isn't a left-wing thing. Here's the deal. Nobody wants to have businesses shut down right now, okay? Everybody wants to have this shit open. If we could be given a wish, it would be that we went back to the way things were before, okay? So it's not the left that's trying to hold you back, and it's not the right that's trying to hold you back. We're not at war with each other right now. 
We're supposed to be at war with the fucking virus, okay? And I don't like that I've been seeing these people putting, whether it's the media, whether it's these podcasts, that are trying to make it a us versus them thing, okay? It's not. We're against this virus. Everybody wants this shit open, okay? We may disagree on what that looks like, and you could attribute that to the lack of leadership. There isn't a national plan. We weren't given phases or what this could possibly look like. We didn't all come together with this plan, so now everybody's pointing fingers. There's a lot of blame going on. The right's blaming the left. The left's blaming the right. Fucking sucks, man. Not even a fucking virus was able to bring us together. We're still as divided as ever. And this shit needs to stop. Okay, because nobody that I know doesn't want to go to the pool, doesn't want to go to the beach, doesn't want to go to the movie theater, doesn't want to go to church. There's something that you would like to do that you can't right now. And that isn't because of the liberals and it isn't because of the Republicans, it's because of a fucking virus, y'all. So you need to get past this shit, okay? And I know, I feel like if you want to blame somebody, you got to blame the leadership of the country who can't get their shit together with a master plan. So we're blaming Texas, we're blaming Florida, we're blaming Newsom, we're blaming Cuomo. Yeah, cut this shit out, man. We realize it's a clusterfuck. It's been mismanaged. We got to do the best that we can on this moving forward. And this infighting within our country is not doing anyone any good right now. I got Mr. Beavis Barbecue and Catering. I've got Crane Brewing Company, Chris Myers, John Poteet. And without anything further, let's get into the motherfucking podcast. And I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. God bless. Stay safe. There we go. So we're recording. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm here with Chris Myers. How you doing, man? It's good seeing you, bro. Doing great. It's good to see you. Yeah, you're rocking the stash, bro. A little bit longer. I'm kind of afraid yeah. to save now. Afraid to jinx anything. <laughs> and you know, I got uh, some long hair too, man. So I didn't grow a mustache, but I, I've just been letting my hair grow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know... I, for those folks that don't know who you are, I'm sure most people do at this point as far as like in the beer world. But, you know, if you could just give me the elevator speech of what Crane Brewing is and then a little bit about your journey to get to this point. So what is Crane Brewing and how did you find yourself at the at the helm or one of the folks at the helm of it? Yeah, we are a small microbrewery in downtown Raytown, first brewery in that area. Um, myself, my partners, Michael and Jason came together in late 2013, just home brewers who, you know, wanted to try and turn it into something bigger. And we had a big focus on farmhouse sales and sours. Um, and that focus has kind of grown to just being good beers that we enjoy brewing and sharing with people. But, uh, just learned a lot along the way, have fallen more in love with the industry as we've grown, um, love the beer community and it's it's something really special even even in times like these and time has blown by 2013 it's it seems like only yesterday that you guys got going man so i mean i was really excited it's been a while since i've had a chance to speak to you so i'm really excited to ask you what are some of the beers that you have right now and 
and what are some of the beers that you're excited about? Um, this has been a chance for us lately to kind of put out some new stuff. We've got some really fun beers coming. Um, typically, I was talking to somebody the other day, typically I don't always understand or get the hype train on certain beers just because we have, like it was one thing, again, you know, five years ago when we had fewer breweries, but now we've got so many breweries, um, so many local options. There's so much great beer everywhere, um, but there's a few beers that are every once in a while really special. And so the one I'm really excited about, we actually are canning today, um, is the our all together version, the the oh, yeah. And that's one that we want to see people pick that up as soon as possible because it benefits the local hospitality industry. So sooner we can get that beer out the door, sooner we can, you know, get funds into to people's hands. So that's one I think people should definitely check out. It's a cool IPA. Lots of breweries are involved. More and more are jumping on board. Um, and everybody, you know, it's a, it's a similar re- recipe, but of course everyone's going to have a little bit different spin just on their brewing styles. Gosh, Chris, every time I see you, you're really uh, working your butt off, and it's cool that you're taking some of that time to still help out, you know, others besides yourselves. That, you know, obviously, like a multitude of small businesses, you've been dealt this huge curveball, and I feel for a lot of the small businesses out there, but they've seemed to, you know, step up to the challenge as entrepreneurs typically do, but I know it's been a tough go. It hasn't been easy by any means, and How's your business been dealing through this uh, COVID-19 situation? It's been a roller coaster. I mean, to the point where we hit the, the dip down early on. You know, uh, when this first started, as mostly distribution, um, we started getting emails immediately from our distributors, canceling orders, postponing orders. And um, before this, you know, we were in four states. And now it's, it's all pretty much been pushed back to our tap room. Now that people have gotten a little bit more comfortable, obviously people are still going to the grocery store and the liquor store. Those sales are, sales are still up. And so orders have kind of picked up a little bit. Um, but emotionally, just the kind of the stress of our employees, um, the stress of being a business, operating, dealing with customers, dealing with the public, trying to be as safe as possible. Um, I would say most of the credit, you know, we're trying to change the way we do things and trying to stay relevant and and stay fresh and and um, keep putting out great beers to share during this time but most of the credit goes to our customers we've been blown away by the local support and the ability for other breweries to get together the whole together we can event that diametric has put on every couple weeks has been incredible yeah that's been a wild event with all the the different local brewers putting uh putting them all in one spot so folks can go and grab and pick up those beers there um some uh what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned through all of this uh, and, I, and i know it's hard to put into perspective because you're still in the middle of it and it's not over by any means i think hindsight is always 2020 and so folks can pick away at how things went and and what they could have done differently and so on and um, but just from your perspective, what are some of the things that you've learned through this? Um, again, trying to be flexible, kind of realizing that we're all trying different things. Some work, some might not work. Um, tr- trying to be, uh, understanding that, that things change week to week. You know, it's been twice now that we've put out a, a new plan that we're going to do and we've ended up backtracking. You know, we were going to do home delivery and we ended up deciding not to do that because, in the long run, you know, we want to make sure that our the people who take care of us, our, our stores and grocery stores, liquor stores, that they're still able to sell our beer. Um, we had just put out 
yesterday that we were going to to potentially reopen in some way as soon as this Monday. And the more we discussed it as a team, it's just we we're not quite ready. You know, we have a plan in place to follow all the guidelines that are recommended, but it still just doesn't feel like the right time. You know, we we'd still rather get that here to go and and enjoy it at home. And you know, Chris, known. I think the majority of folks don't fault any of these businesses for coming up, having to pivot, uh, figuring things out as you go. I, I mean, there's a sometimes a, a shitty sub, a shitty minority that's very vocal sometimes that could be mean or say things about certain businesses. And and I honestly, I even give them a break because I think uh, there's just a lot of stress right now and stress can reveal itself in different ways. And some people I think pivot towards anger just as a default sometimes. And I think they're just stressed out. I really do. I think sometimes I've seen some, some people uh, online or, or there's videos of people freaking out. I just think a lot of people are stressed out and that can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Um, so, you know, I, I just throw that out there in case you've had any kind of uh, criticism or anything like that, because I think the vast majority of people understand that this is a tough, tough on you guys. It's tough on your employees. It's tough on, uh, you know, you and uh, the small business in particular is getting hit really hard, you know. And so I think a lot of people understand that you don't have all the answers right now. And so, yeah, I was going to ask you that what you thought. And I saw some great ideas that you had posted on what you thought that might look like. But, you know, just a general sense of what a reopening would look like. And, uh, again, that's this, it could change. We could be here in a few weeks and then have to close down again. We don't know. What, you know, no one knows what it is at this point. And um, I think people would rather err on the side of, of, of safety and, and being careful and making sure everyone um, is safe at the same time, uh, keep keep our businesses going which are like the backbone of our country so you know what does the the a reopening look like for you thus far i know it's it's still early and you're trying to figure it out but what are some of the ideas you guys have um we've, we've discussed you know we still distancing cutting way back on our occupancy you know keeping tables separate asking groups of people that want to come that you know even if they're they're people who know each other if they haven't been you know, self quarantine together. Maybe we sit them at two different tables away. You know, near, near, not that near, not at the same table. Um, using the right PPE for our employees. Um, we've talked about using disposable cups rather than than clean glassware. Um, limiting the amount of beers that we're pouring, just so there's less exposure with lines and and taps and and you know any kind of communication there. Um, I think the big thing is just being courteous and being aware and people being relevant of what their exposure risk is. Um, it, it's not fair, but the people who have, who are, you know, at the front lines and are having a deal with a lot more people in the public, maybe they don't get as much opportunity to just mingle with everyone right away. And, and that really sucks. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. Um, and, and it is affecting businesses too, because, you, it's a balance. You know, you want to, especially a place like a brewery, part of our business is creating an experience. It's it's something social. We enjoy seeing our customers. You know, our customers enjoy coming in to have a beer with us. Um, and so you don't want to take that away from people, but you also don't want to be the reason that anyone gets sick or worse. Um, 
it's 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 something and you don't want you know you, you we have a lot of em, employees we have a great team and we don't want to jeopardize our business and and what we do for them as well uh it's and so um you know somebody could get find out later that they had contracted covid and they had been at the brewery and um and that could that could you know if, if if they choose to hold a business responsible that could that could really ruin that business too and that's not priority one priority one is just just keeping people safe but. yeah it's such a huge burden and so much to think about and yeah i don't envy you in that and no one would have been able to predict you know what had what has transpired and i, I hope that we figure out a you know we figure out a way out of it and definitely start taking uh, some steps towards that direction because ultimately you know social distancing it's a, it's a great idea for you know what we're in right now uh, the face mask all these things but if just look at human nature you know parades uh, sporting events how closely like even our houses are I'm like literally you know 10 feet from my neighbor right now you know what I mean just by happenstance of you know and then and then they're next to someone and it, if you just look down you know it's just it goes against human nature not to be able to so uh, there's a lot of people that are you know freaking out about it there there's a lot of people uh, hurting about it and yeah it just kind of goes against human nature to not want to congregate and and meet up with folks so yeah it's a, it's a tough position to be in um Anything from a tech standpoint that you've seen differently? Uh, anything that you guys have had to do? Adjust your website? Uh, look at more towards social media kind of stuff? Any anything like that that's been kind of eye opening for you? I think I can hear you still. Oh, oh yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 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 What the? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm picking myself up. Um. No, okay, yeah, there you go. So you were able to hear me, but I, is but you weren't able to respond. Is that what was going on? I had it because I didn't want it to feedback because I had my phone going too. I turned off oh. your audio and then I lost all audio on my phone. So I'm, oh, okay, I'm my computer's working now. So let me see here. So you were, um, you were yeah, I was asking uh, that your neighbor's so close and parades and oh yeah, <laughs> I was just talking about like human nature as far as like. It goes against human nature, a lot of these things that we have in place right now, you know, so it's it's difficult, you know, and that you guys are in a difficult position. And then I was basically pivoting to my next question, which was like, from a tech standpoint, was there anything different that you had to do, like your website or social media, anything that's been eye opening for you in that respect? Um, the biggest thing is we got we had an online store set up which we've never used before. And I think it's something that's been working great. We'll probably keep using it even after this, this, you know, sort of goes away. Um, the other thing, our social media is just kind of more focused on what's happening internally at the brewery because most of our, everything we do is at the tap room now. So a lot more posting every day and kind of reminding people, this is what we have, um, reminding people of beers that we've done in the past and why we brewed them. Um, and, and, Every day, it's, it's been impressive, the support we've gotten. But, yeah, definitely, like you said, human nature, um, it's definitely, uh, it doesn't feel that traumatic, but I think there is some, like, it's going to leave a mark on a lot of people. Um, even me, just now getting back to the brewery full-time, I've been mostly working from home and then going in at odd hours. Going back to work this week was kind of overstimulating. 
you know, being around, even though it's just my team, being around more people than I have been. Um, wild, man. And, like, selfishly, I've pseudo-enjoyed this time just because I've had so much more time with my family than I usually get, you know, getting to be the, the main child care provider during the day. Um, basically, I'll be trying to get as much as I can done during the day while watching three kids until my wife clocks out. And then when she clocks out, then I can kind of get some more work done. But us trying to figure out how to work full-time from home and be teachers and and do a lot, a lot of these things that we, we used to have other people help us with. It's been different, but really enjoyable. Um, so I'm, I'm going to miss that aspect when, when we get back to, to normal life. I think, I think hopefully a lot of people will take that and not take those things for granted as much, you know, just really paying attention to what's important um, and, and paying attention to, to kind of what we can do in our community to keep supporting people and keep things moving. We've got a lot of, a lot of businesses that aren't, that have already said they're not going to reopen. You know, there might be some more that don't reopen after this. And I'm really sure the biggest takeaway is that people just have found a, a better, a better way to, you know, support the local restaurants or local businesses or local breweries, whatever it may be. Um, cause our economy has been impacted, but we can at least control a little bit of that in, in our hometown. You know, we can, we can take care of those that are employed and, and purchase things and buy things all around the area. For sure. And it's so, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that. And I don't think a lot of people have heard from the introverts perspective, but I'm really surprisingly introverted person. I, I have to, yeah, I, I'm really interested in people, but I, I've been low key enjoyed the quarantine myself. I, I, I haven't had the uh, anxiety about, uh, not attending uh, a lot of, uh, events and things like that. And, yeah, I just, I, I just, you know, I, I read more. I'll, I'll like watch a lot, I play with my kids a lot more, I focus on, uh, I was been working out a lot more. And so, yeah, in a lot of ways, you know, for some people, it's not as bad. But, man, for the our extroverted friends out there, I think it's really been, and I've seen it, and I've talked to folks, and, it, yeah, it, it's different for everyone. But And I, I think uh, introverts are in the minority, too, and, and they're not as vocal about it, but, yeah. For some folks, it's been a little bit easier. Not that the stress isn't there, but it's a different experience for everyone. That's for sure. And I, I totally relate to you on the on the kid aspect too, and and having to be all those things, the teacher and the babysitter, and maintain your work and all that stuff. Um, so and so, and I think you've kind of already touched upon it. One of my questions was, uh, why is it important right now to support small business? And, uh, I mean, if you want to expand on that a little bit more and any final thoughts that you might have. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's mostly recognizing what's important to you and what you want to be around when this is all over. Um, you know, you always say it, maybe it's in your own community and you're driving around and, like you see a restaurant's close and you're like, Oh, I like that place. I should have gone there more. And like that's during normal times right now. It's, it's super, super tough. And there are a lot of people who, like I said, are, are doing things day to day, week by week, trying to make decisions. Um, do they do they put themselves in a financial, you know, hardship just to keep their business going right now? And how are they going to dig their way out of that? I've got uh, friends who've got local businesses who their landlords aren't giving them any forgiveness. They, they're basically saying, you know, the rent that you've not been paying, you're going to pay it when this is over. And with all their other things that they've got going on, that they just can't do it. 
Wow. Um, so it's 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 really tough, and especially for the people how how quickly it, it's happened. I think a lot of people don't realize your small businesses, um, even breweries like ours. You know, we don't literally brew money. We're we, we make beer, we sell it in order to buy ingredients to make more beer. And um, so even businesses that have been around 10, 20, 30 years can disappear like, like that if, if they don't have the, the community behind them. So what's, uh, you know, and I said that was a final question, but real quick, you know, what's the best way that they could support Crane right now? Obviously, you guys make some awesome beers. And just talking to you uh, right now, I was thinking, all right, I got to go get some beers. So is, is, what's the best way? Is it? to visit you guys online, go down there, or is it uh, at the stores, or is it just always, or what are the different ways to support Crane right now, man? I think it's it's uh, it's spreading things out. It's kind of what you said. Um, we've had a lot of good customers who have really been good, you know, early on even, saying, you know, we're not going to stock up on beer from you. We're going to come by and buy a little bit today. We'll come by in a few days, buy a little bit more. Um, I think everyone is, it's, it's a funny thing to tell people, you know, can you please drink more beer right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. can you drink more beer than you usually would? Um, it's not just from us, but from all the breweries in the metro. And and again, from us, it's kind of um, whatever works best for you. You know, if you want to come down to the tap room, that's that's great. But if you're also at the grocery store and you want to pick up a six pack from someone local, that's that's super helpful because that keeps the the chains moving, that keeps distribution going, um, it keeps orders coming through. Um, so I would I would say that you know just kind of whatever you would you would normally do kind of going out and, and having a few drinks from people um, you know just be safe and moderate but if you can choose local right on man Chris it's been a pleasure talking to you and I can't wait to have a beer with you my man yeah I miss you bud right on man thank you so much man have a, have a great rest of your uh, have a great weekend you too you too all right man see you later bro. Hey, how's it going, man? This is Ruben Ortiz. I'm here with John Poteet, uh, Mr. Beavis Barbecue and Catering. Um, but, you know, before you got into your latest business venture, John, uh, you were part of the three-tier distribution system uh, with Central States. Have, have you had a chance to touch base with those guys in the beer industry? And and uh, what do they say about uh, all this stuff that's going on? How, how is the beer industry doing? You know, Ruben, from the outside looking in, I've been gone since July, and and certainly I still, after 20 years in the beer business, have a lot of friends in the industry, uh, both at Central States and breweries, and I'm in touch with various people all the time on on just, hey, how you doing, to uh, occasional phone calls of, hey, let me pick your brain on something, but, you know, I think in general, what's going on in the beer industry is the off-premise segment, your grocery stores, your liquor stores are, are seeing a huge uptick. Um, I think the unknown clearly is going to lie in the restaurants and the on-premise segment of the business and seeing how that all fares because the the story that's being written but hasn't been told at this point is, you know, how are the, how are the bars and restaurants going to come out of this? What are the distributors and brewers going to do with the thousands and thousands and thousands of kegs in there? So, you know, while I think the beer industry as a whole is healthy right now, um, and I think it will remain healthy, you know, I think there's some some peaks and valleys they're going to have to work through in, in the future as things start to reopen. Yeah, it's just such a, a tough way. I mean, no one really knows what the 
what a reopening looks like, right? With the social distancing or what, what, what uh, it's really going to mean. Are also the unknown of whether or not we may even have to pivot back and reclose, right? So there, there's a chance that as things reopen that we might have to do this again. I, I don't know how likely that is, but it is a possibility, right? That a lot of these restaurants will open and then might have to close again. You know, at, uh, at this point, I think you're dead on. I mean, anything's possible, you know, and, and I'm no medical doctor, but I would really say until there's a vaccine available, you know, you got to be careful. Um, I think the political forces are at work heavily in the world right now between small business, commerce, taxes, you know, and just the structure of the way that everything is. And, you know, it's people's livelihood at stake right, right now. And absolutely, uh, you know, I, I think everybody in business wants to be responsible, wants to do the right thing and wants to do it safely. Um, I think it's just how to get from A to B. And I'm sure during the second phase, as people start to reopen, there's going to be some real key learnings. There's going to be some mistakes. You know, who knows, man? I mean, we can only hope for the best and try to do everything we can do as business owners, bars, restaurants, caterers, whatever you may be, to uh, to try to make sure that you're doing the right stuff to provide a safe environment for your guests. Awesome. And I, I mentioned it at the top, uh, Mr. Beavis Barbecue and Catering. And so I just kind of wanted you to describe your current, you know, you, like I, I mentioned, you were in the uh, distribution of, of beer business for a very long time, uh, did an awesome job in, in, in promoting all of the different local brewers and, and national brewing uh, companies. And now you're, you're in this new venture that you recently started. And so you have a good uh, small business perspective and what it takes to start up a new small business. Uh, what are some of the current business products that you have and the services that you're providing with Mr. Beavis? Sure. So back in uh, 2017, we started a line of rubs, literally that we were making under farmer's market laws, right? We couldn't sell them in stores, um, but we could sell them online. So we were hand making five different rubs. Uh, we did that kind of as a proof of concept to see if people like it. Is it as good as we think it is? Because like, clearly, you know, bro, you go out, you cook, you're like, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. yeah. that's awesome. Well, that's all great until you try and sell it, right? You need other people to go, damn, that's good. You yeah, know? And yeah. if you get that, right, then maybe, okay, you prove your concept that, that it's a tasty product. So um, we moved to commercial co-packing in roughly, it was late 2019. And we did that with the purpose of having our rubs distributed by a distributor. Um, awesome. So we are currently with a company called Crawford Outdoor Sales, not to be confused with Crawford Beverage Company, but Crawford Outdoor <laughs> Sales specializes in grill smoking stuff. It's the backyards, the backyard grilling guys paradise, right? They sell yeah. stuff that you want at your house. And um, that's awesome. So we, we launched a retail in January. Um, you know, and clearly on March 15th, you know, the day before St. Pat's Day, COVID hit. Um, but prior to that, I think we're, we have gotten ourselves in 127 retail outlets, um, over five or six states. And as soon as it opens back up where our sales guys from the distributor can go out, we'll, 
we'll hop in the car and make the road trip and go greet customers and say hi to them. Uh, oh, that's got to be fun. That's got to be a good. I mean, you were probably looking forward to doing some of that, right? Some of the handshaking and face to face customer interaction. <laughs> man, I'm gonna tell you, there's there's nothing better than than meeting people that are out there, whether it's in the beer business. You know, my one of my favorite things of the years in the beer business was just meeting with our retailers and saying hi and learning about their business and seeing how we could help them. You know, so it's it's very similar. Uh, yeah. Just a different product, right? Well, then in, so we've got the rub company. Then uh, about September of last year, we had this brainchild that, you know, I bet we could sell a lot more rub if people just had a chance to try our food. So we started a catering company. And that catering company's business model was all, all focused on big events. You know, so Grease Arama, Old Settlers Day, Santa Caligon Days, fairs, festivals, stuff like that. So clearly, that has changed. <laughs> Man. And you know, it, it, it was, it's, it, it still is such a great idea, but yeah, man, uh, what a curveball that you got thrown right there. Right. With, with that, uh, you know, with the event, cause it, man, it just sounded like I'm sure your schedule was probably filling up right before all this shit. Right. And so you were looking forward to attending all these events and doing all that stuff. And then, uh, this happens and, uh, yeah, that's gotta be, uh, uh, a tough pivot for you. You know, we were booked with one to two events uh, per month from March through November. And our wow. first big, like, public event still that hasn't canceled yet is in September. Um, so we pivoted in a big way. And, you know, on St. Pat's Day, when things started getting canceled, phone calls started coming out, hey, this is going to cancel or we got to reschedule or, or whatever. I said, you know, man, let's take a few weeks off. Um, you know, let's come up with a good plan, not just a plan, but let's come up with a good plan. So while we're taking these few weeks off, let's go make a difference. And, you know, we'll feed, we'll feed first line responders. We'll deliver groceries. So we were one of the first companies that used our food vendor to provide awesome. groceries to the public to keep them from being overran. And we would meet up in a McDonald's parking lot, you know, and tell everybody, Hey, you know, number whatever, and they would drive up, we'd throw it in the car, they would hand a check out the window, and they were gone, right? Uh, wow. So we got that down, and then everybody started doing it. So then we decided, you know, we are going to give away, like, 810 meals to first responders. Well, we just finished that last week and ended up at, like, 1,450 free meals. You know, so it was, like, 1,450 box lunches to North Kansas City Hospital, Lake Medical, um, University of Kansas Health Systems, Advent Medical Center. I mean, you name it. You know, the bigger guys, St. Luke's, we were on on top of all that with a lot of community sponsors that, that came in to help make sure that those folks were taken care of. So that's now, great, John. That that need is being met by a lot of people in the community. Last weekend was our first weekend off in, in probably four or five weeks. Um so it was good. We found a food trailer down in Louisiana in the middle of nowhere. You ever looked at Google Maps and it shows you like dots for a city? Yeah, so right. Those dots were like mobile home parks in wow. this part of Louisiana that we were in. Like it wasn't even a town. So you just got back from there, right? Yeah, we just got back. But And, and, and you were picking up a trailer? Yeah, we picked up a food trailer. So 
Right now, we're in the process of gutting it, putting all brand new commercial kitchen in it. Um, you know, our event setup was a structured tent setup that took up a space of about 15 by 30 feet. You know, uh-huh. it takes two, three hours to set it up, two, three hours to tear it down. We, we will still use it, but that is a setup that we'll use when we have seven or more people working. Um, so the food trailer will give us an option to go out, set up, and, um, you know, really do some of that promotional advertising. Hey, if you want something different, if you want good food, come visit us at the food truck. Here's where we'll be. That's freaking awesome, man. And I could tell how passionate you are about this 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 endeavor that you're in. And I, I really like the the optimism. I mean, given the face of uh, what's going on and stuff, like you seem to be like, all right, well, we got to try this or we got to try that. And helping the community, man, that that's that's great, too, that you were, you know, looking at different ways to serve the community, first through the groceries and then uh, providing meals for the, I mean, that's tremendous. What was the response like from some of those uh, first responders and hospital workers when you guys were, were delivering those meals, man? How'd that feel? You know, they were shocked. And, and quite honestly, a lot of small businesses that work with hospitals were shocked, right? I just needed to buy ourselves a few weeks to kind of figure out what we were doing. So we looked at, we had been doing some home meal menu deliveries, about 30 a week, um, serving family style meals. And I said, you know, let's just use a profit for that for free meals. Well, then we started getting calls from contractors like KB Concrete, Allied Construction, Easy Peasy Moving Company, all these people who've done work with hospitals or community-based. They're like, hey, dude, we'll pay for the food this week for the meals. You know, so that's wow. how we went from 800 to 1450 You know, it's wow. a lot of really cool community partners jumping in with us um and from your perspective what is what do you see like uh as far as like um uh how are from your perspective small businesses doing like different uh through this this uh pandemic and stuff that you've seen personally i mean i'm sure you're in contact with other small business owners what are some of the things that that they're saying or things that you've heard in, in regards to that so for very seasoned businesses that have been out there a long time, um, I think it took them out of their comfort zone, right? It made them get back to that fire in the belly that they had when they first started it. You know, mm-hmm. a seasoned business owner has a well-oiled machine, right? So that's what we all work for during normal times is how do we have a well-oiled machine? I think those guys have found a new passion about how to overcome adversity and, and you really see a tenacity for winning. You know, there's that great American spirit out there that says, hey, I've, I've spent the last 15 years building this. I'm not giving up on my dream. You know, and they're making it work. You've got some guys that are victims of poor timing, you know. Their, yeah. their restaurant hadn't even opened. Uh, yeah. when and they had to shift gears on opening day. And you've got small breweries out there that, that are being creative. Um, you know, all in all, I would say I've seen some really amazing stuff from folks in terms of their desire to succeed. You know, if, if you're a small business owner, generally failure is not an option. Um, so what I see out there is a lot of grit, a lot of hustle, you know, a lot of can do attitude and it's cool. I love it, man. That's awesome. And there's been a lot of talk about, uh, the meat supply lately, um, from, from your perspective, uh, 
what's what's going on with the meat supply? Or what, what do you see going on there? So what I see going on there is really simple. There's not a shortage of meat. There's a shortage of processing plants, right? There's there's four processing plants in the United States that process almost 80% of the meat that is sold. And COVID has hit some of those plants, and they've closed down, which is putting a stranglehold on the retail supply. Um, it's, it's even making it hard at times for us who has a non-consumer-facing access to the supply chain um, to get product. You know, I mean, we're probably able to get it easier than the average consumer because we're not competing with John Q. Public who's going in and shopping. But when we get it, it's not packaged like you would get it in the store. It's all bulk. Uh-huh. You know, so meat supply from a consumer standpoint, I think it's a processing packaging issue. Um, you know, I would also say reach out to a local farmer. I'm sure you can get some quality beef and and pork at a great price right now. Right on. Yeah, that's a great tip. Um, John, you got any um, events or anything that people could do to support uh Mr. Beavis and what you guys are doing, or you got anything uh, coming up, or what can people do to support Mr. Beavis or other uh, local businesses right now? Um, you know, so for supporting Mr. Beavis, I would I would look at stores like the Barbecue Store, Kansas City Grilling Company, uh, Apex Brew, and Supply when they open back up. You know, if you're buying rub from those retailers that support us, you're supporting us. If there's a retailer. If there's not a retailer in your area, you can always get it at uh, www.mrbeavisbarbecue.com. And if you want to come out and say hey and have some amazing food, Mother's Day, we will be set up at Party Time Liquor starting at 11 o'clock. We have a barbecue and street taco menu. So our barbecue will be a pulled pork sandwich or burn-ins with mac and cheese and beans. Or our street tacos will be uh, pork, chicken, or brisket. We wow. have Spanish Fiesta rice and refried beets. Dude, that sounds amazing, man. I it's can't yummy, wait. We're going to go out there. We're going to go out there and check you guys out, man, in Olathe, right? Yep, Olathe at Party Time Liquor off of uh, basically 127th in Merlin. Hell yeah, man. You got any uh, final thoughts uh, for the listeners out there? You know, uh, I would just say keep your head up. Be cool. Um, really, really go out and support your small breweries, whether it's through the distribution channel at retail whether it's just through their to-go beer sales. You know, those guys, it takes a lot of money to run a brewery. And um, when they do open back up, go do whatever you can do to support them because it's just great people in a creative industry near and dear to my heart. So take care of those people that you love and, and go out there and do what you can do to be a great community partner. John, man, I feel so much better talking to you, man. Like, uh, you're you're uh, you're an inspiration right now, man. I love to talk about the small businesses uh, getting that that American true grit going and and uh, trying their best, lighting that fire under their belly. And and we're gonna get this shit. We're gonna overcome this shit, man. We're gonna get this shit done. Well, Kansas City will be one of the first markets to do it, brother. The uh, the spirit of winning and can do in this town is greater than any place on earth. So I appreciate your time tonight, man, and taking time out to learn a little bit more about what's going on and. Everything you guys do, hats off to you guys. Right on, man. Thank you, John. Man, you have you have a good rest of your your uh, evening, man. And I'll, I'll see you at uh, on Mother's Day. You got it, buddy. We'll feed you. Right on, man. See see you later, John. Thank you. You got to be good, Ruben. All right, later.